3: Where did I put my cup of water?
0: We
1: can't start the show. Well, yeah. we might have to keep this part in.
3: Where? Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. Wait a minute. Got there? Coffee Fratelloni's, there? you know, where it's mulch time. Talk uh, to me, brah. Have you ever been in a Fratelloni's Garden Store? Oh, yeah. It's part yeah. of the hardware store, but it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Been also Toro, lawnmowers, the Weber Grills, the whole deal. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast, number 596, April 9th, 2021. 81 degrees was the high on this date, and that was in 1930. And it was as chilly as 15 degrees in 1997. Minnetonka had an ice out on this day in 1894, 1938. 1967, 2005, 2006, and White Bear had three identical ice outs, 1967, 2005, 2006 and it's not too early to realize that it's going to be swimming season at any moment any week and you want to be ready with a weed-free beach that's why you call our people at Aquaside they've been keeping beaches free of weeds and muck and algae and crud for more than 60 years and uh, they use uh, these pellets that are safe for the environment, the fish and their family, they're all signed off on by the EPA and DNR. Even the lake detective approves. And uh, they're easy to use. You fan them over the treatment area. They begin working right away. Aquaside pellets are the top seller. When I'm out on uh, Spoon Lake in my boat, I can tell who's used Aquacide because that's where all the kids are. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now would be a great time to get a jump on the season with Aquaside. Call them at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Rivers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks commissioner and keeper of common sense your mayor Joe Sushere Prince Philip died at the age of 99 I knew you would uh, I knew you would have words about Prince Philip Well he spent 70 years walking two steps behind his wife he could never be king and uh, by all accounts he fulfilled
0: his duties and uh, he has passed now He was 99. So they weren't quite um, 100% up front with us uh, talking about his health, saying he was just, he had fallen ill. Well, what do you want him to say? He's 99. He's gravely ill. I I want to
3: know. know, The guy keeled over. What are you going to
0: do? I don't know if he's gravely ill. I think the people should know that. The Commonwealth should be well aware of the whereabouts of the royal family.
2: Listen to you.
1: (laughs)
0: After Diana's oh death, Lord. it just kind of went too How do
2: we know he just wasn't sent home to die from the hospital? Right. Of course you know, he was. He
1: wants to <coughs> kick it at home. Not that's fix exactly
2: your camera, what he wants, I'm looking I, at your top of your head, and that's it. Fix your camera. But
0: the queen doesn't Perfect. seem to be. Uh, yeah, looks a lot
2: better, Joe. The queen right. doesn't seem
0: to. Um, she's still, I mean, in very good shape. We might get 105 out of her. Does she have to relinquish the crown at 100 or anything like that? Matt.
1: I don't know. I just I just wanted Probably to mention. I just mm.
0: I just
3: wanted to mention that the guy died. I don't want to go
1: into in it. In fact, what Queen Elizabeth might say is Where's the Party? Yeah, that's something like that. I wonder how that uh Sooch, how do you suppose
2: that interloper out in California feels about this? The, oh that daughter in law. That
3: bum.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, speaking of Sid, is that it? was pretty cool what the twins did yesterday. Did you guys see that? No. Oh. I didn't know we were speaking of Sid. Well I played the Where's the Party clip. Oh, he kind of created his own segue there. Well, no, I just it just reminded me of the the Twins opening or home opener yesterday. They had uh, jerseys made of uh, Sid, Tom Hanneman, Pedro Gomez, and there was one other writer that passed away during the off season. And oh. they laid those out in the press. I thought that was a pretty cool Hannem- touch. I
0: did see Hanneman's. I missed Sid's. Yeah, that was yes, pretty cool.
1: That's a good touch.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How about Gardy? He's all relaxed and happy these days. because he, he doesn't have to
0: manage the Tigers anymore. Right. <laughs> and he's still getting paid, right, I believe from the so. Tigers? I
1: believe so.
3: Uh, twins, do not play today. That was a judicious off day. It looks like it might rain all afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we now have Creighton and Wyzetta <laughs> in the 4A Basketball Championship for men or boys. And then the uh, uh, girls' titles will be settled tonight, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Rosemount and uh, who are in the 4A game? Somebody? anyone?
1: and uh, Elbow Lake, Minnesota. Uninformed staff. It's not Elbow Lake, Minnesota. I Uh, thought Albany was playing tonight, but that's not 4A. Millerville.
0: Uh,
3: Who is Cody Matz with Fox 9? Is he a weather guy? Weather guy. Yeah. 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 Great guy. Uh, Well, and he, he did a piece today. It's called Warm Start to April Doesn't Mean We're Done with the Cold Quite Yet. And I read it because I was hoping that he would make mention of the April blizzards we've experienced the last couple of years. He doesn't do that, but neither did he, uh, pointing out a warm start to April, neither did he jump on the climate change hysteria. And it's even more interesting than that because I have insisted, assigning to us our lifetime beginning in 1850, that nothing's changed. Uh, Storms have put more people in harm's way, but storms haven't changed. Nothing has changed. So the warmest start to April on record is 1921 58.8 degrees followed by 1991 58.1 followed by this year 54.9 followed by 2010 54.1 followed by 1910 53.3 then 2012 and 25 nothing has changed nothing and and this Cody Matz, who I don't know him personally but he was he was uh, objective enough to, to realize that he really has no, i uh, not that I even knew he would have uh, uh, anticipated that, but he had no bone to pick with climate change here. He just said we're having a warm start to April. But when you look at the records, it's not nearly the warmest start to April. That was in 1921. Just like today's high was in uh, 1930. Uh, just like Lace, Lake Ice House today, Minnetonka 1894, 1938. Come on, nothing's changed. I know.
2: And I know, now from the moment. Oh, We're you start start the show over here. here. Yeah. You That's right. This. Thank you Willard Scott.
1: By the way, Rosemont takes on my mm-hmm. Chaska Hawks, Hawks in the 4A championship.
3: Did your Mankato Club lose? What's
2: uh
1: hockey? I didn't
3: get I didn't get to watch any of
2: it. Let's say choked like dogs. Oh, oh did. god. Did well. With
1: they 1 did minute to
3: go. In overtime?
1: No, in regulation. They were up 4-3. to They let in a weak goal to make it 4-4, and they gave up the game winner with 53 seconds left. Oh, oh boy. What a game. It, well, I, I will say this, though. That okay. was a hell of a hockey game. Yeah. It really was. And I thought they were going to throw hands because those two teams genuinely hate each other.
3: St. Cloud and Mankato? Yes,
1: that's a rivalry that goes back decades, mm-hmm. as Roycey wrote about um, this week.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to see the 3A? Um 3A girls is Marshall and Becker.
3: Marshall and Becker,
1: okay. 2A is Albany and Providence Academy. All right. And uh, Class A is Miniota versus Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa. One well, of now you us, get down there at the bottom and you start putting a lot of schools together, don't you? And one of us has stumbled outside of the Brothers Bar in Belgrade. I wonder right. who that could be. Yeah, that's me. Unaware of it. Unaware. Of My
0: in-laws 55. used to live in Belgrade. Right? 55. 50, right?
1: 55. 55.
2: Bruton, Belgrade.
1: That's your B counties.
0: Oh, Benton, Bigstone, Blue Earth, Brown. There you go.
3: I don't want to ruin it for anybody taping it, but Justin Rose uh, was 7-under going in today's round round of the Masters with a comfortable lead. And the last time I looked, he was plus 3 and had a one-shot lead. Mm. Ooh. It's a tough course. It's a tough course.
1: So you're worried about...
2: Throw out a spoiler alert the next time you blurt that kind of stuff out. Well, I
1: mean, well, do you have to since no one's listening to us live? We're a podcast now.
3: That's a good point.
1: So mm-hmm. I retract my previous statement. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So
2: she chose
3: baseball for me. Yes. We have a new mayoral <laughs> candidate in Minneapolis. This would be the sixth announced candidate. And some deep thoughts have occurred to me.
0: Community activist, uh, what? Uh, oh yeah, of course. Okay.
3: About the salon, uh, and this fellow's name is A.J. Awed, and uh, Thursday he joined the field of candidates. Uh, he joins at least five others, including the incumbent Jacob Fry. In addition to electing a mayor in November, city residents also will hold uh, votes on all 13 city council seats. I have no hope, uh, no expectation whatsoever that the citizens of Minneapolis will be able to retake hold of their city. And I'm going to explain that to you as part of my deep thoughts. So I'm reading about this A.J. Mm Wedd. He's 30. He's a Stevens Square resident. He ran for city council during a special election last year, losing to Jamal Osman. He is also co-executive director... Of the Cedar Riverside Community Council. Of course, he is. He's in the my, thick of it. My main objective is to legit legitimize the struggle of the BIPOC community, and most importantly, build bridges between communities. So he's in, he's an infrastructure guy. We so got he got that going
0: for him. Okay, so he's not fighting. No, not he's building.
2: Not, he's no, building. No, not not bridges. Bridges. Isn't that a bridge, Kenny? I thought he was going to build bridges. He's an infrastructure connect. guy connect us as people together w- with other people
3: he said in an interview during people. his announcement at a venue near the <laughs> somali museum of minnesota and by many somali businesses i don't like the direction our city is going in and we really need to have a common voice
0: well you and, share that commonality with him as well joe okay, he doesn't well, like he, the way things are going
3: now Bipoc is uh, black indigenous and people of color all right Awed uh, accused Fry of poor leadership following the uh, death of Floyd. Uh, other contenders for the mayor's office include Sheila Isad, uh, Kate Knuth, uh, Phil Sturm, who are seeking DFL endorsement, and Gerald Perry, who is running an independent. Running as an independent uh, during the city council campaign last year, Awed ran as an independent, saying his campaign website that he was proud of his collective efforts to build a grassroots coalition to to fight for the policies we deserve, protecting and expanding public housing, pushing for rent control, reimagining policing and public safety, addressing the opioid crisis through restorative justice, and opposing the gentrification of our neighborhoods. In other words, it's just all boilerplate, uh, failed academy, activism, BS. But here's what occurs to me. It, It seems what we're witnessing... Uh, with each passing election, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, it seems what we're witnessing is candidates with such a narrow vision of who they intend to represent that yeah. they can't possibly, they can't possibly have the uh, aspirations of everybody in the city in mind. That's not sure. how they look at it. They pick right. out their narrow focus. Uh, in this case, this guy is a BIPOC guy, Black Indigenous people of color, and he wants to build some bridges because he's into infrastructure. And you have to, as a as a mayor, as a mayor, wouldn't you intend to represent everybody in the in the uh, community—white, yeah. black, yeah. yellow, right. red, blue—and yeah. what That's we're seeing good. is every one of these people running for mayor, uh, without exception, they would they would also be similarly identified that they have chosen such a narrow vision of what they think must be done is that the vast majority of taxpayers are left out in the cold mm-hmm. and alone. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're, they, these people have no, just like we've said, the people on the third rail have no interest in us. They have no interest in us. They don't, they don't lead a life that we can identify with, nor do, nor do they lead a life that we can identify with. And here, here comes this guy with all this boilerplate BS, but really what it means is I want to be mayor, and I want to be a mayor of about six square blocks in Minneapolis.
0: Doesn't work that way.
3: I want to be the mayor of about six square blocks in Minneapolis. The Stevens, Cedar Riverside Community Council, the Stevens, uh, whatever the hell the Stevens thing is. That's all this guy's interested in. And that's why they get elected. Right. They get tremendous turnouts from the six square blocks they intend to represent.
2: And, and, he and, needs and, to continue focusing on the six. That's, that's what he needs to do. He, he is not a candidate for mayor. I well, mean, he is he, but is. But it, he is. he is. He is physically, but he should not be. But he, uh, he's a very poor candidate for mayor. Very but they poor. all are.
3: That's the yeah.
0: problem.
2: Well, then who's going to win are. out? Who's going to win out? Fry wins by
0: default.
3: I have no yeah. idea, but, yeah. but let's not let's let's try to refine my larger point. What we increasingly see, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, are political candidates who have as their only interest representing a very specific minority segment of a city's population. They have no interest in. Uh, In the larger well-being of commerce and the health and vitality of a functioning city, they pick out the people that they can identify as being downtrodden and victimized, and they think it's a legitimate quest to become mayor only to serve those people. Right.
2: Couldn't care less about the south side, southwest, northeast, north, downtown, any of that. Doesn't care about any of that.
3: Not a bit. Not a bleeping bit, and it's just an amazing situation uh, to realize. It's it's the same. It's the same and same. It's the same in every uh, city. That uh, my main objective is to legitimize the struggle of the BIPOC community. Well, first of all. Uh, Isn't that that already a legitimate struggle? And just because you're black, indigenous, or a people of color, does that mean you need specific political guidance from this unequipped fellow who wants to represent you? Aren't there plenty of black people in Minneapolis who are successful, who are dearly trying to be? Mm -hmm.
2: Only if he's willing to connect the rest of the city. Only he's if not. he's willing to offer, correct, right. And so that doesn't make him viable, a viable candidate.
3: He's not, for this reason, he would not know how to be. Right. His his worldview has never extended beyond six blocks. He's kind of like you,
0: Rook. He's yeah. never been outside the six <laughs> I know, blocks. I could run for office, I guess. <laughs> there. Right, right. But you're right. So he, he doesn't know anything about uh, budgets. He doesn't know anything about uh, public uh, works and how you have to handle that division of the city, etc. Nothing. Nothing. But he knows that uh, the, the six-block radius, he's got people saying, hey, get us, get us what? What is he trying to get them? Uh, affordable housing. Oh, okay. So is everybody. Right. Jacob Fry's Smoke doing detectors. that. Uh, Sharon Sales Belton was. Chris Coleman was. That's every mayor. Mm-hmm.
3: There's not a strong candidate in the field, and that includes Fry, who was never a strong candidate to begin with.
2: Right. But you have to admit, when you hold Fry up against uh, Sheila, Kate, Phil, and uh, Jarrell, he is the strongest candidate.
3: Oh, well, Fry might be aware that Minnehaha Parkway, for example, exists.
2: <laughs> okay, right.
3: Because <laughs>
2: he's he's been on his bicycle <laughs> right, uh, down right, the parkway. Right, right. right. you, you might
3: have to admit he 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 knows that there's a Lake Calhoun, a Lake of the Isles, and Lake Harriet. Oh, but I'm sorry, but a Yeah, bum, you gotta bum. get that
0: one right. Yeah, yeah.
3: you would have to admit that he knows there's an uptown. You'd have to admit that he knows we have uh, four professional sports in the metro area. He, uh, the, these limited people like uh, J A J Awed. They come to it with such a narrow vision of who they think they can represent and then be the mayor of an entire city with a billion-dollar budget? Right. Oh, this this city continues to be doomed. If this
2: is who you're going to have stepping forward, this city is completely doomed, and so is St. Paul. I was such a crusty creep to R.T. Ryback. Well, what a jackass I was. Man, what I wouldn't do for an ORT right now. Man. Our hope is that there will not be Uh, a bunch of suburbanites just racing through.
0: What you got, SSB?
2: That through these windows, you will see the glory and magnitude of the wonderful neighborhoods that are here in this South Minneapolis community. We have much to offer. And with this critical investment, you're going to be able to see more. You will get off of one of those stations and visit an art store, get a cup of coffee, get something to eat in one of our fantastic uh, restaurants. Close. And Gardner. if you're really hip, you can Gardner. get off at Whiskey Junction or the Joint Close. or the Caboose and hear some of the best music in the Twin Cities. She's These right things there. happen in our community right here in the Phillips neighborhood and the Cedar Riverside community.
3: Can you imagine this A.J. Awed saying that? No. What have no. I told you? With each passing succession of a mayor, you will regret the previous one.
1: Let's go through the list of all the places that she just named. Which one of oh, them are Chris, still Chris, I was just
2: thinking, you could ride over Lake Street and see the corner of Minnehaha and Lake Burning to the ground. Right. You can gaze west down Lake Street and see every business on fire all the way down to thirty-five. You w. could
1: try to sell your watch at the pawn shop, but that burned down last night. That's May. right, I forgot.
2: <laughs> Go watch our third precinct completely disappear.
3: <laughs> well, right. that's
1: just and bricks and mortar. S- yeah, that's and just smolder bricks and for three, four
2: days. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, I told you the other day I went to thirty-eighth in Chicago. You did. And it, 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 for a moment, it, it actually felt peaceful, and there, there was no hassle, and we were saying hello to each other and whatnot. But I really wonder what's going to happen. I really wonder what's going really to happen. Am I naive to think that uh, maybe the trial has exhausted uh, the emotional uh, ballast of people, or are they just no, waiting for no, a verdict? They're, no, no they're, see, that they're, is
1: naive. Unlike yeah. you, they are good waiters. They're just waiting. Yeah.
2: yeah, and they were working uh, the streets downtown yesterday, blocking traffic and, and doing all that stuff. I
3: guess that's where I'm going to go next to keep up on this. I'll have to go. Vi- uh, hey, who? why should this trial continue? Why doesn't the prosecution rest?
2: What more can they tell me?
0: I don't know. Sure. The evidence seems to be
2: sure. Sure.
0: in their favor to start with.
2: You just had Peter on telling you, answering that question. Yeah, it's going to go on forever if it has to. It's going
3: to go on forever.
1: Do you think that the, the, the defense is obviously going to have to put Chauvin on the stand? Because the, it, right now, the... All not
3: necessarily. The, not
1: necessarily. You don't think they will? Well, I don't know. They don't have to. But wouldn't that be his only shot? Well, what can he say? Well, he's... I mean to give some type of explanation. I agree with you. I, I don't think he's got a chance to win, but isn't just to give some usually, type of
2: explanation. Isn't that usually a recipe for disaster for the
1: defense? Is it okay? I, I'm not. I'm not aware. You haven't watched enough Columbo, and no, you'd
3: have to have one hell of a magic card up your sleeve, and none of us can see that there's any evidence of that, right? I got a note from Schmelz today. I'm very excited about it. All right. I can tell you about the Fiat 124s. There are only seven left. This is at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen. There's only Fiat. seven left? Well, let me tell you why. This is at the corner of uh, 36 and 61 in Maplewood, Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen. I'm on my second Fiat. I bought a Fiat 124 Spider on January 24th. And do you know why? why? Because the only ones they have there are now are the only ones they'll ever have. The car's been discontinued. Really? Now, admittedly, I'm a unique character to buy one because I've eyed it for two years, and the conclusion I reached is... It was the closest I could come to walking into a dealership in 2021 and buying the car I could not buy back in the mid-70s, an MGB or a Triumph. Mm. It's the same concept. It's about the same size. It's nimble. I don't need 14 neighbors to help me put the top up and down. It is (laughs) extraordinary. It's an extraordinary bang for the buck. And I I got the Abarth. They have a few Abarths left. I saw them the other day. But there are seven Fiat 124s left, and that's it. Jonathan went out in January and bought as many as he could find. There are no more. Fiat Chrysler has discontinued the car. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm speaking ill to say the American consumer did not embrace this car, and I cannot tell you why. I cannot tell you why. It's an extraordinarily fun, fun car, and they've got seven of the 124s left at Schmel's
0: countryside. I couldn't recommend it higher. What do, you, uh, what do you what do you like about the the handling? What's what's fun about the Fiat? It's a cool car. It's like I was able to go in in
3: January and buy a new TR6 or MGB. The same concept. Time small, machine. It's a time machine. Small, compact cockpit. Great handling. Great sound. Uh, Six speed manual. I just there's everything about it's fantastic.
2: Save for one issue, the fit and the finish and the handling, way better. <laughs> than the, yeah, than the Triumph was... and MGB. Good point. Good point. Oh yeah. my God!
3: Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> no oil leaks. <laughs> no, that's another thing. It's just—it's just amazing. And right now at Volkswagen, also take care of that or take uh, advantage of that zero percent interest for seventy-two months on the Volkswagen Atlas and the Tiguan, the SUVs, the great tire event: buy three tires and get a fourth one free during the month of March. This is all at uh, Schmelz Countryside, a multi-generational dealership. They don't own forty stores and I'm, I'm going to tell you something if you're in the sports car market uh you you should really do yourself a favor and just go out and sit in one of these things or test drive it it's uh i just think it's fantastic i couldn't be happier that i got one i've been happy now every time i've driven it on these few warm days we've had it's just an extraordinary extraordinarily fun package uh, great sound system uh, electric windows, all this stuff you wouldn't have dreamed of, going back in the in the '60s and buying a Triumph or an MGB. But again, for me personally, it was the same concept. And so now I got a chance to keep every scrap of paper, uh, keep keep See? every every bit mm-hmm. of record, every bit of originality, the window sticker, the whole deal. It's stock. It's an it's an instant collectible, to tell you the truth, because they're done. Making them. This is uh, at Schmelz Countryside. Check everything out at Schmelz uh, Countryside VW Fiat and Alfa dot com. Five hundred ninety nine six hundred. Well, I did tell you that story.
2: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sushare. The best way to make a great day even better is with a great cigar and sodi cigar and pipe and still water is the place to stock up. When you roll into sodis to buy your cigars, you're gonna find it's it's a fun experience, a wonderful shop, huge humidor stocked with a wide variety of cigars and a great smoking lounge that is separated from the purchasing area, so you're not getting the evil eye. Uh, and it has a state-of-the-art ventilation system. You could go in, smoke your cigar, uh, smoke that cigar, and then walk out without carrying that smell home with you. She won't even know you've been there. Uh, and the guys at Sto- uh, Sodis—they have the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you, even if you're a novice, brand new at it. But if you're an old pro, why don't you join the Sodis Club? It's a special little club—a membership where you uh, get a personal cigar locker in the store and a fifteen percent discount on all merchandise. Sodies is located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater, the last light if you're headed eastbound before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and you'll see Sodies right there on your right. You can also find them on the web at sodiescigars.com. And when you stroll in, please, as always, tell them that the Dum Dums at Garage Logic Podcast sent you.
3: Right next to the story about A.J. Awed running for mayor in Minneapolis is a story about Minneapolis stepping
2: up its community patrols. Joe, Joe I think if we're going to do this story, we should all hold hands in a circle. <laughs> let's let's hold hands in here, a circle. Here, I'll reach out. Whoa, okay. I'll I'll reach reach yeah.
1: oh, oh, that's hold. not my hold. hand, hold. Reeves, okay. yeah. Reeves up here. <laughs>
3: Minneapolis residents can soon expect to see more community groups patrolling city neighborhoods and offering healing circles. (laughs) (laughs) As the trial of of former uh, Officer Derek Chauvin edges closer to an end, the city received 17 applications from organizations that wanted to help ease tensions amid the first trial in George Floyd's death. Sasha Cotton, director of this, just a minute, We have to go through this again, don't we, with the other officers?
2: Yeah.
3: Wow. Uh, Sasha Cotton, director of the city's Office of Violence Prevention, said they ultimately chose to partner with seven of them. The programs will cost a combined million dollars. So it's another way to pay people for pretending they're actually doing something. Mm Mm-hmm. We believe that community-driven strategies are part of public safety, Cotton said during a news conference yesterday morning. Some groups will be patrolling various parts of the city, trying to connect people with social services, calm conflicts before they escalate into violence, there's nothing wrong with that, and pass along residents' concerns to city leaders, because God knows the city leaders would not be aware of any of those concerns, (laughs) because they're incompetent morons who Mm -hmm. just stay in the city hall. Right. In no way do we see these patrols or our work as replacing the police, Cotton said, encouraging people to call 911 for emergencies that require an immediate response from police, firefighters, or medics. So you're acknowledging that you still want them to exist. Cotton said some organizations also plan to hold Healing Circles events that allow them to help people who are reliving trauma. Many of the groups will ramp up their work within the next week. The groups receiving funding are A Mother's Love, A Center for Multicultural Meditation, Mm. Native American Community Development Institute, Corcoran Neighborhood Organization, and Touch, Outreach, CEO, Change Equals Opportunity, Restoration Inc., and We Push for Peace. And apparently this is going to uh, uh, nip any uh, potential problems in the bud, as the uh, trial draws to a close, uh, we are to believe the likes of this uh, uh, Cotton woman, Sasha Cotton, who's got a real cushy job as the director of, what the hell is she the director of? Violence Prevention. And uh, we're going to be relying on healing circles uh, to soothe the savage uh, emotions that might result from uh, whatever happens with the Chauvin trial. Uh, I, it doesn't comfort me in particular uh, But again It's an example of how Narrowly focused Many people view The public class How narrowly mm-hmm. focused it should be And and so they More power to them If they can stop any problems God bless them It's just preposterous to think that they can That's the problem So community like circles just- here we
2: come Remind you, fellas, that uh, the young 30-year-old 30 30 year young man, Amaz Wright, that was murdered at uh, 38th in Chicago by gunfire was uh, actually working for a group called Changes, Inc., right. an organization that uses relationships and community to create educational and healing opportunities. Why do these people think that they won't be next? They won't be killed, shot dead, yep. murdered on the street, next what makes them think that
0: okay i just i just looked up uh we push for peace which Mm -hmm. was one of the uh outfits that was mentioned by joe that that's getting some money we push for peace we push for peace who doesn't exactly and i okay i went in with what is this going to be however in a twist they are doing uh they are mentoring what they're supposed to be, we're making a difference in the lives for our youth and community. Push for Peace is a nonprofit that was started by Trey Pollard to be a resource and advocate to those in the inner city on a broader scale. Our mission is, in the name of the organization, we push for peace. When there is an injustice in our community that is seen, we need to be able to step up, lead the way, and help facilitate the change that is needed. I understand that. Now, what they're doing is, at the Xavier's Employment and Training Center, we're serving privileged underprivileged youth from the ages 16 to 24, and what they do is help with mental health assessments and resources, employment assistant, pre-employment training, um, financial education, and home buying classes. I'll give them that. That's uh, that's good. I mean, that's, that's what a community outreach place should do, but also education 16 to 24, the 16 to 18-year-old, should still be in school learning. At, at 16, you should know how to do
1: many of those things already. But aren't they then just saying that we're catering to the, the dropouts? Is that what they're suggesting with well,
0: that? It sounds, it sounds like it in kids that are underprivileged or at risk, but everything isn't everything there in place? We're just waiting for like Reverend Tim says, we need mentors. We yeah. need mentors. And I don't know if, they, if you need to funnel money through We Push for Peace, or if it's Jim Nelson that grew up on the north side that needs to come out and help uh, these kids uh, play basketball in the yeah, afternoons and be a mentor
2: uh, i don't know I, I i certainly don't want to deride them or, or or laugh at them or whatever and and i think their hearts in the right place but i just hope they're ready to be you know this is serious being a mentor these days it got uh, I'm as killed
1: you know right. I don't 30 yeah 30 year
2: old got him killed they, and he he was trying he was trying They
1: don't understand the severity a person like Reverend Tim he not only understands the situation he's in the thick of it daily but people like this that are coming from a, from the outside they don't get the severity of this
0: But I want to say if they get money I don't want them to say oh there's an injustice we need to march in the streets or whatever We don't have to pay to we don't have to pay an outfit to be a protester but to mentor kids I think that's money well spent if it works.
3: Why was thirty eighth in Chicago so quiet Wednesday afternoon? There was literally a handful of people there. That malignant idolist from the summer was not evident.
0: Mm. It
3: was not populated. It was quiet. Uh, commerce was taking place. You could hear the backup beeps of uh, of warnings from trucks backing up. You could see uh, bicyclists riding through and joggers running through and people saying hello to each other. As I said, just for a moment, you could allow yourself to believe this was very peaceful. Uh, it's still uh, untidy and needs to be taken apart, but that I'm beginning to think now that despite what Arredondo said and depending on the outcome of the trial— uh, I doubt if it will ever be dismantled.
0: Hmm.
2: I've been reading that they're still having troubles at night with uh, gunfire um, yeah. shot spotter going off at night. and uh, What was the shooting? Was it yesterday, last night? And police rolled by and there was nobody there for them to help. Uh, but they, they were responding to uh, shots, uh, re- reports of shots fired. This is day 11 of the trial. And we must all
3: agree and be grateful that things have remained
1: reasonably calm,
2: yeah in absolutely. Minneapolis,
1: yeah, so far, so good,
2: yeah, and I find it heartening that you went over there and it was quiet that that's yeah. that's good news that's fantastic
3: I mean, I guess in downtown you still have the twenty three year old white kid who's full of himself trying to block traffic
2: uh, from Wisconsin, yeah yeah
3: right. other yeah. than that, there hasn't been uh Thank God there has not been, you know, the way it was sold to us, we thought it was going to be warfare from day one of the trial. No, it's been very calm, very patient. People are better waiters than I am. (laughs) It's it's not saying much. It isn't, uh, but it's all been happening, and uh, I I think that's fantastic that there's been some calm here. And we we do all wonder what will happen, what will happen to 38th in Chicago, what will happen to downtown Minneapolis, we don't know. I I think I would be accused of naivete to think that uh, everything will be fine, uh, given the given the verdict that would satisfy social justice warriors. But you guys uh, always want to disabuse me of that and point out that you don't think that would be the case at all.
2: Well, uh, who brought it up? Racy brought it up. Might have been off the air. I mean, we ripped in we ripped apart the town when we won the World Series. You know, yeah. Yeah. so there there could be celebratory. Uh, looting and violence, but who knows?
1: Is Patrick joining us today? Yeah, in about uh, seven minutes, bruh.
2: Oh, yeah. well, I want to give away some seafoam
1: here. Well, then go ahead. Let's do it.
2: Oh, you guys fill while I go get my contest. I, I hey, have, I,
1: I need to ask you a question about deep creep. And I need to ask you a question about seafoam. Actually, I can ask get Joe my stuff. question about seafoam because he'll know the answer too. So I went. I, I got my seafoam at Quick Trip. That's where I get my seafoam because it's just up the street from me. I know, I know I'm going to get ripped on my next. I, I get that. So I'm, I'm very well prepared for that, yep. Joe, okay? But mm-hmm. hear me out. So on my, my new Traverse that I just bought, mm-hmm. I can't just take the can and dump it into the gas tank like I can with the Jag because it's older. Because it's, it's, well, it's got the thing that uh, closes shut.
0: Oh, <laughs> The cap.
1: Hold on. So I went yeah. and got a mini funnel. Okay. Problem is, it doesn't reach. It doesn't reach, and it's all over my driveway. So basically, well, then you it, get
3: a bigger funnel. So
1: well, b- but what longer would do? spout. do? Okay, that's the issue. Is the spout's not long enough? Right. No.
0: Yeah. Here's Unless my handle. handle here's my car. spout. Tip me over, and I run off.
3: With yeah. a brand new car, you don't need to dump a whole jug of seafood. Well, I there.
1: just drove it across the country and back. I figured it was probably a good time to do that.
3: Well, it wouldn't hurt to give it a dollop.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Then that, I need a bigger funnel. I have a deep creep question. I've got a can right here.
3: Is that high intensity WD forty? No, it's
2: better than W D forty. That's what I'm
3: saying. High intensity.
2: Yeah. Because I have no. a
3: I have a hood opening mechanism on the triumph that I think I'm going to liberally use <laughs> deep creep. Let me
0: try this mechanism as a mechanism is Rustola and this uh, our perpetrator says I need to Listen. make sure the mechanism is Listen. flowing freely. Listen. You two clowns! Mechanism. He didn't say anything funny. Mechanism is a stupid word to say if you're talking about a car. A part. It's not I a mechanism. I can't think of a
3: better time to use the word than if you're talking about a mechanism.
0: Car, right? What? It's dumbass. Matthew, it's what mechanism. It, it's what it is. <laughs> there's, there's no mechanism in a car. It's a it part is. or a he's thing. He's talking about Reverse the latch? Don't laugh at him. I'm serious. I have I a know, mechanism. Your... What is a mechanism? A spring on a car? You think that's a mechanism? Yes. You're, go
3: ahead you Kenny. Are Rookie in the head. be quiet. Rookie <laughs> I mean, uh, Kenny go ahead.
2: The deep creep is going to dry the uh dry the moisture it resi- resists heat and what I like it resists evaporation and I have found it to be way way better than WD. I actually took my WD cans out to the uh, range and shot him. <laughs> I, got ri- I got rid of my WD, uh, But anyway, yeah, we've been talking about what a wonderful product it is for quite a while. We've also been giving it away. You'll find it everywhere from gas stations, hardware stores, auto shops, Joe's Garage, big box stores. Uh, and we've been picking names in our Foam Works stories. And it's time to do that again. I got too much crap here. Got my seafoam hat, all dirty and crusty, full of numbers. There's a name and a story to match every number. I've got one here. Why do I do that over my head? Oh, number four. Number four. Jason. What's up, Jay? uh, Oh, Jason is the guy that changed my life. Jason is the one suit that recommended using deep creep as a firearm cleaner and lubricant, and I did. And it works fantastic. So I now have a can of Deep Creep with all of my firearms. And he also uses it as a gasket softener and a carb cleaner. So uh, Jason, uh, you are a big winner here. And we thank you very much. If you have a Foam story, uh, please send it to me, Olson at garagelogic.com. Put uh, in the subject line, Foam Works, so I don't uh, trash your email. Uh, and again, send it to K Olson at GarageLogic.com. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It is Seafoam. Start your
3: great career in a brighter future by making the move to Sioux Falls. I'm Dean Diesick.
1: And I'm Denise Gazetta from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Making a move to a new community is a big step, but Sioux Falls has everything you're looking for. You'll find short commutes, great shopping, professional sports and entertainment, plus opportunities for entrepreneurs and professionals in multiple career tracks.
3: Sioux Falls is looking at another year of record economic growth, and you can be a part of it. Great careers are available for anyone who wants to build a brighter future. Visit the Talent and Workforce portal at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com.
1: Sioux Falls companies are ready to invest in your future, helping you develop your skills and accelerate your career. Sioux Falls has great opportunities for you. Right now, we're seeing growth in health and biosciences, along with engineering design. Whether you're a programmer or a plumber, a researcher or a receptionist, Sioux Falls has a place for you.
3: Make the move to a new career and a brighter future in Sioux Falls. Visit Talent and Workforce at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com.
4: What do you see, what do you see, what do you see? What do you say? What do you say? I thought it was pretty good to have the fans back at Target Field yesterday. Until the idiots started chanting MVP in the third inning for Buxton. So mm-hmm. hard to argue. We don't with have all to hear that all. All that we don't have to hear that all summer, do we? Come on, let's, Boy, let's that wait was till a long June. Game. How long was it? That was uh, well, over four was, hours. It, was it four? Well, it it, well that at, counted the rain delay, right?
3: Started at three. Was still going at seven seven oh one.
4: But the rain delay uh, yeah, was, what, rain 45 delay, yeah. minutes? Oh, I didn't By know that. 18, yeah. 18 minutes. But the oh. grounds crew, congratulations that those gentlemen. Holy cow. Yeah, precision. They, they went out there, and uh, they they knew on the radar it was going to rain hard for, like, 10 minutes. So they, they covered it. It rained hard. They took it off, and they played ball. I think 18, 19 minutes was the official rain delay. That might be a world record. Boy.
0: I must say, watching that was poetry in motion. Uh, everybody, it, it worked out like a, a, a you, you wrote it out on the clipboard. Everybody executed yeah. wonderfully.
4: Were you ever part of a grounds crew?
0: Uh, I was at Creighton. We had some tarp stuff, and I, I never started, so I was always on the grounds crew until I got <laughs> kicked off because I kept getting wrapped up in it. I would I would the ground crew. Yeah. The
4: ground crew was the Scrabinees in other words,
0: huh? Right. They I would I would kind of fall into the tarp and they would just keep rolling. I have to go guys you got to stop and and I was what asked He was his feet sticking out. Right. And then I was asked so. not to participate in any type of tarp activities.
4: So not well, I was only could you not far make it at the World Series when they had the mechanical tarp oh. and it got Vince Coleman's ankle. Ooh, the, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, nobody was paying any attention and I was we were 20 feet away saying, Look out! <laughs> and he, they caught his ankle. I think he, uh, did he get knocked out of that World Series or he not? Was he was injured.
0: He was injured by that. I do remember that.
4: Yeah, it was a mechanical one and it went down into a hole out there not far from home plate. And then they had a, a covering on it. And, all Vince is standing there and they're, you know, the fastest guy in baseball. And he gets, his ankle gets caught in the damn thing. He's lucky that it didn't take it with them, you know.
0: So. That was part of our training um, uh, to not let that happen. We didn't have an electric one, but that was part of our training is to not get caught up in the tarp, and I, I, <laughs> I did twice. Second time, I was kicked off.
4: Uh, this you was, know what this I missed, a, this, I don't think we have many places left where the tarp's on the field, do we? Uh, I'm not sure.
1: I'm yeah. not sure. Uh,
4: yeah, I, uh, you know what? You know what I do miss, Joe? They have the netting so far down the lines now that nobody could go in the bleachers and catch the ball. I right. mean, nobody could go in the seats and catch the ball like Jeter did in the World Series and all that stuff. That play's gone because somebody got hit by a line drive once, so down the left field line someplace. What do you
3: think of the high school basketball tournament results? I, I
4: have not been monitoring them as closely as I did in the days of, days of Edgerton. Let me know. Although uh, the uh, Reavers uh, Chaska boys upsetting Hopkins was uh, the Hop- uh, Chaska girls uh, upsetting the Hopkins girls was quite the stunner, wasn't it? It, uh, it was. Winning streak was 70-something for Hopkins, and uh, they have a bunch of D1 recruits. So what do you know about the Chaska girls, team? Uh, so they my, got a big. My, D1 recruit or anything?
1: My next door neighbor's uh, uh, their their youngest girl is on the uh, on the varsity team, and I, I I don't know much about them other than that they their their senior class is extremely good, very, well, very good for them because
4: yeah. uh, I don't think anybody expected Hopkins to get beat. Uh, so bad uh, bad uh, a few days there for the Hopkins girls basketball program though, with Paige getting beat in the NCAA tournament, and then their. The, the leftover superstars, uh, getting beat too. But that's, uh, that's about all I, that's about all I've seen so far. There is so danged much going on that who knows what's, uh, I was, I was uh, upset that even though I'm a St. Cloud Huskies fan from way back, I was upset that Reavers Mankato boys oh. got beaten the, uh, NCAA hockey tournament. I was kind of rooting for uh, Mike Hastings. who was really a good guy. And, uh, and Hastings, and, you know, Mankato had all those great clubs that ended up getting beat in the first round. And then last year they had the best club ever and didn't get a chance to play. So I was kind of hoping they'd win it. Pat, we had it. We were up 4-3 to three in the third period, and we blew it. Yeah, after being down uh, in most of the game, right, they boom, boom, boom. They went and got ahead 4-3 and then gave up the – Gave up the tire and the and, and the loser and the, the did you see the winning goal there in the uh, in the overtime? Well, it was I'm it not in the overtime regulation. in the last minute. Fifty three seconds to go. Oh yeah, I watched. One of the great tips and all time all time tips though mm-hmm. by that uh, Saint Cloud that Saint Cloud kid man that thing. Went and I that. was all
1: ready on to go down to Mankato and tear apart Campus View on Saturday right <laughs> with for my fellas sake, Yes. Uh, I was already with his prepared. mask on. With my mask on, absolutely.
4: Uh, so I got a further update on the uh, Mankato State, Saint Cloud State brawl from the nineteen seventy nine eighty hockey team. When the Saint Cloud hockey team decided to stay overnight and then go to a party, the uh, Mankato players knew that the they had found out that the Saint, that the Saint Cloud players planned to come to the party, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they figured, and St. Cloud had some big, tough guys, so they figured that they might have some difficulties. So they tracked down two ornery, tight-end football players who were (laughs) twins. They tracked down a couple of twins who were uh, semi-deranged, apparently. (laughs) And these were the kind of guys that they had... Hundreds of fights, including hundreds of them against each other, the two guys that they brought that they brought for the party, and it went down steps outside, and uh, it was uh, it was quite the brawl between these uh, these uh, youth of the late seventies, uh, hockey playing youth who decided to uh, mingle at a party there. And, uh, Bad so, idea. Yes. Well, especially when you run into a pair of twins who want to get the crap out of you and our football players.
1: Wasn't that the rule with the – who was the hockey player uh, from northern Minnesota that played for Winnipeg uh, that you wrote about, Pat? Where, oh,
4: the Bufflins. Yeah, the uh, Buffaloes. Yeah. They That's didn't the find a fight. I they have. fought each other. <laughs> yeah, he had three uncles. And, uh, and, you know, mom came home without a hubby and with the baby, and uh, they – you know, they the uncles became very protective, but uh, they were uh, they were <laughs> when they came into a bar, uh, everybody got a little nervous. So <laughs> that's what I heard. So is he out, out of hockey right now? I met a couple of them once at a, at a game. They're good guys. They just I think their brawling days were behind them. But yeah. Is he still playing? Joe wanted to know. He took a didn't he take a leave of some reason? You know, he's got a. He's a family guy now. I don't think he's playing, though. Is he? I, think I don't
0: he... know. Rook, you could look it up. If I knew how to spell Bufflin. Here, well, I can do,
4: B-F-U-G-L-E-I-N, please, I I can do it. Right B-F-U-G-L-E-I-N, please, I think. I can do it. Right I got it. Okay. B- or B-U-F-G-L-E-I-N, something like that. Bufflin. This
2: Mankato fight you keep telling us about it kind of sounds like the end fight at the uh, end of Blazing Saddles. Where it's just <laughs> yeah, one big giant melee. That's right.
4: <laughs> yeah, except there was no chorus line there. <laughs> uh, you know, I I, I uh, was listening, to, uh, watching that Mel Brooks documentary a while back, and he was trying to he was trying to explain how he came up with that as an idea for a scene. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> they, kind of go ahead. Well, he breaks into the, they break into the other soundstage. <laughs> it's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it kind of loses me on that. I, I've never been able to suspend my disbelief on that.
4: I thought it was wonderful. I told yeah. you. I told you when he's on with Jimmy Glick and Jimmy Click. Jimmy, this is spontaneous. I think I said this the other day. Jimmy Click says, what is it you got against Nazis? <laughs> 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 to, to Mel Brooks. And Mel Brooks says, what do I got against Nazis. And he thinks for about two seconds and says, I thought they were rude. (laughs) 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 Dustin Bufflin, uh, on February
0: 24th, 2020, the Jets announced that he would not return for the remainder of the season. On April 17th, the Jets and Bufflin mutually agreed to a contract termination, making him a free agent. That's the last. Yeah, I don't think
4: he's playing this year either. No, so it no, does not say. Hey Pat, I don't it? know. He's he he got some nice money uh, last time. I think he's living out here in the suburbs somewhere in uh, Twin Cities. Uh, he's got he's got some kids and maybe just decided to become a family man. I don't know. So Pat, so you think they're going to get rid of Zach? Who's going to take him? That's right. The contract. I don't know how they're going to get rid of the contract. How but many years? Are obviously, left? Uh, it's obvious that the. Uh, That the fine relationship with the uh, with the new GM is not there, right? Right, right, right. I mean, it's uh, they uh, and the coach is obviously. I mean, what's when's he getting his playing time? Fourth line mostly, or is he not playing or what? No, he's playing, but he's you know he's getting old for Pete's sake. Yeah, yeah, he played a lot of games and uh, yeah. And uh, you know, ran into a lot of people, and a lot of people ran into him. He never backed away, you know. So it's uh, it's kind of uh, kind of strange. But that game the other night, wow, what that had to tell the Avs that they better not be overconfident when they end up playing this team in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey Pat, really quick. Um, so I showed this to rookie earlier. There is a uh, a sports reporter in Duluth. His name is Sam Ali. I just retweeted his video from last night's sports update. Oh, yeah. he was they, they Because the UMD UMass game wasn't over yet, their television station couldn't show highlights of the game. So yes. he drew stick figures on a whiteboard <laughs> and, for him. and used that. And the video has gone viral. Like, it's 32 <laughs> with a hockey stick. A he stick has... Figure. Uh, like 180 thousand views of you have to see it. It's hilarious. His name is Sam, and he works at the Fox 21 television station up in Duluth. It's very, very. It's funny. just boom goes okay, the dynamite. Yeah, it it's going, very. Buddy. Yeah, it's very boom goes the dynamite. Like, but it's it's really funny. So
4: it's, is he doing it live on the? Yeah. just on a little board.
1: Yeah, he's got it live during the report. It's really funny.
4: <laughs> That's pretty good. Yep. The, the bulldogs are done though. Man, alive! That was. Uh, That was quite a run, but they, uh, that man, that UMass, they had their own COVID problems. I think they were didn't have their number one goalie, but uh, their, they uh, UMass just, I did watch the overtime. That was the ice was tilted for that one. I think the shots were 12 to two or something.
2: Hello. Close. <laughs> close game hello <laughs> i'm sorry you you got me watching dustin bufflin uh, fights now hands. <laughs> yeah there's uh highlight reels of them and i'm just sitting here enjoying that he could uh he could get you know what is that advantage dually.
4: was kenny he had the big rump man when he got around the net
2: he yeah. could move
4: you out of the way
2: Oh, that's what I'm watching, man. He could throw a shoulder like nobody I've
4: ever seen. You go flying across the rink, man. Plus, he threw, <laughs> right, he, he could—he shot rockets too. I mean, he could—he could his slap shot was take the air out of the arena.
2: And he's a local guy, huh? You think he's living in the Twin Cities again? I think
4: he's living here out in the western suburbs. Yeah, he won a couple of He wanna cut the, the hell? Blackhawks. What the hell? My mind is so gone that I was writing that piece today about how the 1967 Twins that they they used 12 pitchers all season. Uh they and they had 8 of them pitch almost 1400 innings. And now we got 14 pitchers already. And I, I was looking at the 1961 team and then the 67 team and I put in Jack Kralik as the four starter. Instead of Jim Merritt, when I wrote the thing, Jack Kralik had been gone since 1963, (laughs) and I had, and I read through it like three times and still didn't catch it, and uh, I've had 200 people tell me how stupid I am, and, you know, they should, so, (laughs) but I, I didn't, they were both left-handed. Jack Kralik, first no-hitter ever for the Twins in 1962.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, here's one where he takes out three guys in the span of five seconds. I mean, <laughs> he, he's just amazing! Wow, what a guy! Yes, what a mountain and, of a man. And I might as well tell <laughs> you know,
4: you know, Mom went away and she came back, and the the, the child was biracial. And uh, this is in, up in the boonies, right? And uh, so they, they, the three uncles befriended this kid and if before he got to be a big boost if anybody decided to give this young lad any uh any yeah. crap yeah they might ha- they had at least one uncle oh, oh. to deal with right. <laughs> so, oh, he his take mother's on a three. character too we had we are we had his mother on the radio way back when she was great oh really she was talking about him
2: You know what? It'd be a lot of fun to get him on Monday Night Sports Talk. He could take on three guys at once. He's amazing. (laughs) This is amazing. I know how I'm going to spend the rest of my day now. I'm just going to watch his highlights. He's amazing. Pat, are you watching any of the Masters?
4: Yes, a little bit, a little bit. Not as much as I should. I was just watching it now. Uh, They were telling the story about this this European guy. He's won a lot in Europe, but he's the guy with the long name, like 15 letters. Bazooten hooten? what? Bazooten hoot or something like that? Yeah, that guy Bazooten hoot, and he's a good player and he's won a lot. But he was drinking a cup. Did you know this story? He was drinking a, a well, like me, a can of, you know, soda. And there were two cans there, and they never explained how this mix-up happened. But one of them had rat poison in it. Oh, oh great! What? And he drank the rat poison. Never leave rat poison sitting in a can next to a can <laughs> right. of pop. That's that's a good idea. How did he not die? How did he not die? I don't know. He got. I think. I think he just took a small swig. If it would have been me, I would have taken my gulp, and that would have been it. That, yeah, that's like
2: an old uh, Harlem Globetrotters bit, isn't it? With confetti and <laughs> yeah, water. Right. Man, but he's like, from South yeah. Africa, so maybe you
0: build up a tolerance. Yeah. With uh, yeah. the poison in South Africa.
4: Yes, but who, who would have those things in the vicinity of each yeah. other? Vladimir wow.
0: Putin would. Yeah. Putin would. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, is Putin not yeah. at him? Wait, the, let's find the guy out
4: I see the guy The uh, guy that they've tried to poison once is, is feeling ill again as, <laughs> as, since he came back to Russia, uh, the right. number one rival.
3: Well, they put him in a hell, hellhole prison. Is Putin is a you know what Putin is? He's a bad guy. Mel Brooks would think he was Mel Brooks would think he was rude. Yes. He's rude.
1: He's rude.
4: That's rude. He's (laughs) He's very rude. So yeah, it's brutal. Anyway, hey, the Twinkies, I should go back to this. They looked good yesterday, man. Oof. MVP. MVP. MVP, yeah. You know what? I'm doing. I'm making a gesture right now by myself. <laughs> but it, you know, all
1: kidding aside, though, Pat, they're going to have to pay him, aren't they?
4: Well, if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. What a quandary that is. We were talking about that earlier today, Phil and Judd and I. How has there ever been a team in a worse predic in a bigger predic not worse, but a bigger predicament than them to decide whether they're going to give him 150 million or not?
1: Because that's that's what the price tag is going to be.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. God, he's when would that have to be done? Uh well, next year he would be a free uh, he could become a free agent after next season.
0: And how many years would 150 get him?
4: Ah, uh, 5. Wow. Yep. That's where we are now. Holy crap. For for him if he's if this year if this year is completed like it is and he could win the most valuable player award, but I would say six Six games as a uh, seven games as a small sample,
0: right.
4: uh, and he's only played five of them. Right? Didn't he miss two? Yeah. So uh,
0: okay. Then let me ask you this: prior to, for both men, prior to getting injured, uh, was Maurer worth the twenty-three million when they signed him a year? And would Buxton yeah. be worth the thirty? uh
4: Molitor. M- Maurer was Maurer was worth the. Worth, worth the twenty-three. Okay. Yes, I mean when we when he, they signed him on in that that spring training, uh, two thousand ten, before they're moving into the new ballpark, you know, that was you a come ball. to town and all people are talking about is how cheap they are that they haven't signed Mahler yet. That uh, yet. That was a yeah. That was a that was a no-brainer decision, okay. and we were all happy with it. What about Buxton? Turned out he uh, you know got banged up a little bit, but uh, you know what. Joe Maurer is three years and nine months younger than Nelson Cruz.
0: Really? Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. It's too bad That's he couldn't still math. hit.
4: It's too bad he couldn't still be a DH. Yeah, well, they want they want DH's that uh don't hit eleven home runs, you know. They want True. nine home runs. They want DHs to hit forty. So got it. Patrick, thank you. All right, gentlemen, have a good weekend. Yep. Take yeah. care, bro. Yep.
3: So I got to note that we're about to enter the barbecue season. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it is important to refresh your memory on the etiquette of this sublime outdoor cooking activity. What is this is it? from Tracy. When a man volunteers to do the barbecue, the following chain of events are put into a motion the woman buys the food. The woman makes the salad, prepares the vegetables, and makes dessert. The woman prepares the meat for cooking, places it on a tray along with the necessary utensils and sauces, and takes it to the man who is lounging beside the grill (laughs) with a beer in his hand. The woman remains outside the compulsory three-meter exclusion zone where the exuberance of testosterone and other manly bonding activities can take place without the interference of the woman. The man places the meat on the grill, The woman goes inside to organize the plates and cutlery. The woman comes out to tell the man that the meat is looking great. He thanks her and asks if if she will bring another beer while he flips the meat. The man takes the meat off the grill and hands it to the woman. The woman prepares the plate, salad, bread, utensils, napkins, sauces, and brings them to the table. After eating, the woman clears the table and does the dishes. And most important of all, everyone praises the man and thanks him for his cooking efforts. The man asked the woman how she enjoyed her night off, and upon seeing her annoyed reaction, concludes there's just no pleasing some women. That is...
0: Ain't that the truth? How How was was your night off? That's hilarious. These
3: rules should be posted on the wall at uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, where the men go to buy the meat to do the grilling, but uh, there's a lot of truth in the etiquette of the barbecue world. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the Highway of Love. Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. Absolutely your go to destination for brats and steaks and burgers and salmon and seasoning and jerky and the three different kinds of meatloaf the uh, regular meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, and the Minnesota meatloaf. The big hams, the double
0: smoked bacon. You don't have to wait Uh to Easter. You don't have to wait to Easter to get a double smoked ham. Call them and order one, they'll do it for you. And remember those rules of engagement when you're grilling.
3: You're grilling from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo.
1: Hey, Spring 4 with a new business location in Sioux Falls. Build-ready sites and available buildings in Sioux Falls get your company up and running fast. You can find fewer taxes, less red tape, and higher profits in Sioux Falls. Spring is a great time to check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com.
2: Talk to me, Such. Did you make the call?
1: I did, and uh, I'm signed up
3: and ready to go. They just uh, they just haven't gotten to my area of town yet.
2: You know what the deal is with ProTurf? It's kind of like with Grund. Um, we give them so much business <laughs> that it takes them a while to catch up. They got ProTurfed. Uh, because-
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, because
2: that's how amazing they are. And when when I say you're going to have a beautiful lawn all season long, uh, believe me now, what is it, hear me now, believe me later, phone the kids, wake the neighbors, you're going to have a beautiful lawn all season long. Click on Professionalturf.com, the Metro leader, the leader here at GL. Uh, You'll never worry or fret about weeds, bare spots, mystery patches again. When someone, your wife steps up to you or your husband steps up to you and says, hey, hey, what's this weed? You just go... Hell if I know, I don't care, ProTurf's gonna be here, let them deal with it. That's how awesome they are. They use a combination of granular and liquid fertilizers and weed killers mixed to the specs that your lawn requires. See now they're not giving you these estimates over the phone. They come and walk your yard and every yard is different and they do a mix for your yard. And like I said, spring to fall, you're going to have the best yard on the block. All you have to do is click on Professionalturf.com and uh, be sure to tell them GL sent you.
0: Finally, thank God today is Friday. Friday.
1: the scramble. It is, and it's brought to us by our friends at Harmony Spirits, located down there in beautiful Harmony, Minnesota. And if you signed up for that monthly newsletter, then you received word about the Harmony Spirits Virtual Swing into Spring Party that's taking place tomorrow where you can tune in for a free online concert featuring vocalist Bruce Henry right there at the Harmony Spirits Tasting Room at around 7 p.m. and It's going to be a nice weekend, too. So swing down there if you happen to be in the area. But also, here's what we'd like you to do. Continue to go into your local liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. It doesn't matter what your flavor is, vodka, rum, gin, uh and I also just did it. you did thank I you did rook i
0: went into a large box store and bought a big bottle of harmony vodka awesome and I, I have to tell you this it really it drinks really fast does it yeah it um it goes down smooth and it drinks must really fast must be a hole in this thing somewhere yeah, i thought there was a hole in mine <laughs> it was gone so fast that uh you know, you run right to the recycling bin, and that thing makes a lot of noise.
1: Well, we, we appreciate that, it's Rookie, delicious. so thank you very much. But yeah, go into your local liquor store, ask for the Harmony brand by name. If you happen to be in the area, swing into the tasting room. Let them know that the dum-dums at GL sent you.
3: Did you guys see this in yesterday's Pioneer Press? Preliminary results from two experiments suggest something could be wrong with the
0: basic way physicists think the universe works. Boy, I'm really glad you got to. I thought you were going to get to this yesterday. I'm, A prospect that it.
3: has the field of particle physics both baffled and thrilled. Tiny particles called muons yep, yep. aren't quite doing what is expected of them in two different long-running experiments in the U.S. and Europe. The confounding results, if proven right, reveal major problems with the rule book physicists use to describe and understand how the universe works at the subatomic level. Well now, wait a minute here. Check it out now. Right. Help Check us. Help out. us. Understand. You need to tell me. Yep. If a physicist paused right here. Right now. First of all, I don't want physicists to be confused. Why? Oh. Because okay. they're physicists.
0: They they should have stuff
3: figured out. And number two, if you're suddenly gonna have to take apart and unpack the way you've understood for a hundred years or more, how the universe works then why should I believe anybody who tells me they know what the temperature is going to be 100 years from now?
2: <laughs> so if they think... I knew you'd spin this into... <laughs> of, course <laughs> of, course water of course I would. Of course I would. I, I really want to know, where did these physicists get their degrees? Because I, Rook and I have been debating this for years, and I've been trying right. to tell them for a long time that these muons, the magnetic fields, it's really sketchy. It doesn't yeah. make any yeah. sense. They're
0: going to do what they want to do. It's, Rook, you've no, been studying this
2: forever, haven't you? Yeah,
0: but I, I thought it was morons. I forgot that it was muons. Oh, well, it's muons. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, so I got sidetracked, and I thought, well, they're moronic. Um, well, I, I, needless to say, I
3: don't understand it.
0: No, and I think I'm with you, Joe. If the physicists are confused and think they had it figured out at one time and now they don't, I think we're looking at just this is open bar. We have no idea what's going to happen here. We don't know what's around the corner.
1: Maybe what they're doing, Rook, is they're using the wrong mechanism.
0: They're doing it. Yeah, they were doing it all wrong, and now they're trying to get it back on track.
2: What was the hundred dollar word that he trotted out yesterday that we uh, thought Rook would get mad? About?
1: Oh yeah, it was. Uh, so I looked didn't it get up to yesterday's
2: recalcitrant. Yeah,
1: recalcitrant. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, I'll give Rookie, you. You're Rookie year often
0: recalcitrant. I'll give you mechanism. Okay, yeah. I'll bow to that. I'll bow to that. That was a stretch, but yeah. recalc. Recalcitrant. I I would have issue with that. I. Uh, what does that mean, I do? What do
2: we say to that word, Matthew? Yeah, what I would say, say right? <laughs>
0: screw that, I would, and I would use something else than screw. Bleep that screw word. Screw that word. That's baloney. What is recalcitrant?
2: Recalcitrant.
0: Right. Recalcitrant.
2: It means you're difficult. <laughs> okay, Professor. Why not say
0: difficult so then I don't have to be difficult and rip you for saying recalcitrant. Recalcitrant. Mr. Recalcitrant.
1: President, why are you having such an issue with that word, r- recalcitrant? Because it makes me think of Raquel Welsh. And I get sidetracked. I think of her sitting right there in
0: that dress when she's longing for me. No, I, I Raquel welch trent is. Raquel welch trent Yeah.
1: No, I think you take that with your Metamucil. You stir that into the glass of water, Mr. President. Uh, sometimes a little chalky. Do you have a this day in history? Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> Where's it Are you trying from? to push us? Are you a bad waiter for the end of the show, Kenny?
3: And uh, I want to go home and watch
2: the Hemingway thing.
3: And only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalonga, South Africa. And it was in South Africa where Ernest Hemingway was in two plane crashes in one day back in the 50s. Jeez, the green yeah. hills of Africa. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1849, Minnesota receives word that it is a territory of the United States, a month after the bill is approved by President James K. Polk. And it was on this day in 1939, a fire inside a stable killed 128 trained horses oh. belonging to Battery F of the 14th Field Artillery at Fort Snelling.
0: Oh, wow. That's wow. tragic. Isn't that something? That's a really bad note in this day in history. Wow, that's something.
3: Say, it's a great weekend. The weather's going to clear. What a great time to get to EcoFun Motorsports in Highway 61 on Forest Lake and pick up your electric assist bike or your little gas-powered scooter that turns every urban errand into an adventure. It's EcoFun Motorsports right there on the Highway of Love, Highway 61. Uh, they've got the inventory. <laughs> highway of Love. <laughs> what the hell they've, is that? It's
1: the got, first time I've heard
3: never that. heard that before. Well they put some coins uh, in the scanner for you because I've used it about a hundred times. <laughs> okay, Highway of Love. <laughs> but but here's the best so. thing about EcoFun. Yeah. They're 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 experts. They're gonna fit you properly. So you're gonna get the right frame size, the right tires, the right equipment, the right options, the right seat the whole deal for a great, pleasureful riding season all summer long. And uh, these uh, bicycle inventories can often be found to be wanting. That is not the case right now at EcoFun, but I would not dally. Ecofund Motorsports has the inventory right now, including a full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment, helmet and apparel, and a service department that's excellent. So go out and see Tim or his daughter Kayla, and they're going to take care of you at eco Fun motorsports it's right there in downtown forest lake on highway 61
0: yeah that uh, highway of love comment is so um uh, recalcitrate yeah i think it's very
2: recalcitrant <laughs> do
0: you ears. know do you know what Swing i had to base. do <laughs> to, to, in order to do that i was sitting on that for about a minute i had to keep going
1: recalcitrate recalcitrate <laughs>
0: recalcitrate,
1: recalcitrate <laughs> but that's not recalcitrate. The word. Yeah. You, you, you pronounced it wrong. you were trying to concentrate on recalcitrate. R-
0: r- recalcitrate. Trent. Recalcitrant. Recalcitrant. Trent. Trent.
1: Trent. Trent. Like Trent, like Tucker. Trent Tucker who yeah. said
0: the big ticket step up and said this is garage logic.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else should we right, do, Mr. Then. President?
0: Leave. Just get the hell out of here. And subscribe <laughs> to us on YouTube. Uh, check out PodMN. on your—it's uh, on your smartphone at Pod MN or wave, Pod MN. to the camera, Joe. Wave, also, wave to the camera, Joe. It's also subscribe on YouTube the Garage Logic channel. What you see might surprise you. <laughs> Cha. Oh.